Welcome to class. My name is Jeff Pelier, and you are listening to HeroClix 201. With this show, I want to dive into details that many players, especially newer ones, may not know. This is a history lesson where you'll learn about game elements that don't come into play very often. Today's episode was recorded on 13th February, 2019. Set Spotlight, where I talk about a specific release and feature noteworthy figures from that set. Universe was another Marvel set released in 2004 and... I imagine a great disappointment for many Heroclix fans, as it was made up entirely of figures from previous sets like Infinity Challenge and Explosion. There were six figures in a new starter set, 108 REV figures, and the same 12 uniques as Infinity Challenge. The starter set Spider-Man, UI001, was fairly comic accurate. For 41 points, he had five clicks, the Spider-Man Ally Team Ability, a four-range single target. Oddly, the only keyword he'd later be given was Teen, indicating that this was a young and inexperienced Spider-Man. Spidey had Leap Climb his entire dial, Super Strength on clicks 1 and 2, Incapacitate on clicks 3 and 4, and Super Senses his first three clicks. All in all, very sensible choices in those days before special powers and traits. He started on click 1 with 8, 10, 15, 2, and ended on click 5 with 6, 7, 14, 2. UI 046 Taskmaster was without a doubt the deadliest rookie in the set. He was also, oddly, in a costume that I've never seen the character wear. For 39 points, Taskmaster had 5 clicks, the Minions of Doom team ability, and a 6 range single target. He'd later be given the Martial Artist keyword. Defensively, he was built for range, with stealth and energy shield deflection his first four clicks. Offensively, he was meant to be up close at least the first two clicks with Blade's Claw's Fangs. After the BCF, he has Incapacitate for two clicks. His only power on click, flat, click 5 was Flurry. Where he really shined, why he was such a great value at only 39 points, was that first click with 6 11 16 2. In the old days, he could have been carried to an opposing figure, still use that 11 attack that same turn. These days, he could be placed with telekinesis for the same effect. Even on his last click, 5-7-13-1, he at least had two chances to hit with that flurry. The experienced Silver Samurai, UI-050, would have been found in the uncommon slot of a booster. He had six clicks for 36 points, with no team ability and no range. He'd later be given the keywords Big Hero 6, Martial Artist, and Warrior. Like the Taskmaster we just covered, Silver Samurai also started with Blade's Claw's Fangs, followed by Incapacitate, except that the four clicks of BCF that followed by two clicks of Incap. He had Phasing Teleport on clicks 1, 5, and 6, Toughness on click 1, and Energy Shield Deflection on clicks 2 through 4. He opened with 8, 10, 14, 2, and closed with 6, 6, 12, 1. The veteran Mandarin was also found in the uncommon space of boosters and was UI 057. He was a hefty 141 points for flight, 12 range single target, 
8 clicks of life, and no team ability. He'd be given the keywords scientist and martial artist. He had a yellow base to mark him as Iron Man's arch enemy. That 12 range worked really well with many of his powers. Mind control the first 4 clicks, incapacitate the first 7 clicks, outwit on clicks 1 through 3 and 8, range combat expert on clicks 4 through 7, and barrier on clicks 4 and 5. He also had energy shield deflection on clicks 1 through 3 and willpower his final 3 clicks. He started with an outstanding 8 11 17 3 and finished with a mere 6 6 12 1. Still, placing him in hindering terrain on the edge of elevation and having him do bad things to your opponents from 12 squares away was a great plan. Our unique this lesson is UI125 Wolverine. Like every figure in this set, he's still a reissue of a previous figure. In this case, it was Infinity Challenge number 149. Wolverine had a blue base to mark him as Sabretooth's arch enemy. For 64 points, he had 7 clicks, no team affiliation, and no range. He would be given 5 keywords, Horseman of Apocalypse, Martial Artist, Soldier, Warrior, and Weapon X. He had Blades Claws Fangs his entire dial. He started with 2 clicks of Stealth, followed by 2 clicks of Charge. He had 2 clicks of Toughness, 2 clicks with no defense powers, and then 3 clicks of Regeneration. Finally, he had Battle Fury on clicks 3 through 7. He started with a vicious 8-12-16-2 and finished with a 4-7-11-1. There are keywords we all know and use, both named and generic, but what about the other, almost unknown keywords? Let's reach into the Keyword Conocopia. The Big Hero 6 that appears in the main Marvel Universe called Earth-616 bears very little resemblance to their more popular version, the movie characters of Earth-14123. Some of the names are similar, and some of the powers are similar, but the characterizations are all completely different. The comic book version has had 10 different members, although not all at the same time. The most famous two were Silver Samurai and Sunfire. Those are also the only two to have Heroclix figures. The experienced Silver Samurai in both Explosion and Universe had the Big Hero 6 keyword, as did the Eli Shiro Yoshida, aka Sunfire, from Armor Wars. Given the popularity of the movie characters over their comic book counterparts, I think Big Hero 6 figures based on the movie would be sought after, either as a standalone starter set, or as a sub-theme in a regular set. It's Team Ability Time Capsule. In this segment, I'll talk about an ATA or a team ability that isn't used any longer. The Horseman of Apocalypse ATA required characters with the Horseman of Apocalypse keyword. It was powerful, but situational. Quote, as long as you control exactly four characters using this team ability, modify this character's attack value by plus one. Uncopyable. End quote. You could start with more horsemen on your team, and then the ATA would kick in once you're down to four remaining. At a cost of only one point per character, this was a bargain ETA. Now sponsoring. I don't have commercial sponsors, but I'm still going to promote a product or service every episode. This is a business that I like and support and think you could too. The Smash Fiction Podcast is a deep dive into geek culture. Who wields heat powers the best? Prince Zuko, Firestar, Roy Mustang, or Chandra Nalar? Who can science the science better, Morden Solis or Spock? Who could eat the most, Kirby, No-Face, or Homer Simpson? 
All of these questions are decided upon by one of the hosts acting as judge, while the other hosts advocate for the contestants. Also monthly in episodes of Smash Fiction is the ongoing story of the Extraordinary League, in which Dan acts as Game Master, while the others roleplay various fictional characters through an ongoing story using a modified version of the Marvel role-playing game system. Other occasional material includes Shipwrecked, Collaboratory, and Surprise Party. You also won't want to miss the annual Cagemas, in which the hosts argued the merits of four different characters played by Nicolas Cage. Smash Fiction can be found at smashfictionpodcast.com and on most podcatching apps. In Map Minutiae, I'm going to cover a specific map or two from the hundreds that have produced over the years. I want to look at maps that would be beneficial for the 12 range of the Mandarin I discussed earlier, or really, any character with a long range. The first is the Savage Land map from 2013's AVX. Both starting areas are four squares by four squares and completely in two of the three elevated areas of the map, and both in columns M through P. The only other area of elevated terrain is completely in columns A through D and about halfway across the map. The other terrain on the map is all hindering or water, so there would be very, very little to block line of fire for your long-range character sitting either in or just outside of their starting area, preferably on a heavy object in order to provide some hindering terrain for a defense bonus. Next is The Arena from 2007's Mutations and Monsters. This is an old-style 24 square by 24 square map. None of the four possible starting areas contain elevated terrain, but there's elevated in all four corners that a figure could easily be moved into to be a sniper. Even better, the only other terrain on the map are two areas of hindering that combined only total 15 squares. It's open season on anybody trying to cross the map that can't find some other form of protection. Battlefield conditions can help your team or hinder your enemy. Of course, that's a double-edged sword. Time to break down some BFC DNA. Your opponent thinks their characters will be safe from your 12 range because they have stealth? Not if you played Bright Lights. Bright Lights came out in the 2005 set Legacy. It read, quote, When determining line of fire, ignore stealth and team abilities that duplicate stealth. End quote. So, they would still get their plus one bonus for being in hindering, but they could be targeted. 2006's Supernova set brought with it the battlefield condition of Extraordinary Day. Quote, A roll of 11 or 12 on any attack roll is a critical hit. A roll of 2 or 3 on any attack roll is a critical miss. End quote. This is a well-balanced BFC, as it had equal chances to benefit or hurt either team. What are the things you reach for when you want more than standard light and heavy objects? From cardboard objects with special abilities to 3D representations, from word balloons to light constructs, this is item inspection. The laser turret from 2006's collateral damage set is a cardboard element with a red ring denoting it as a heavy object. While a character with super strength could have picked it up and hit somebody with it, it was far handier for its special text. Quote, optional. Once per turn, when a character friendly to you occupies this object square, give this object a free action to make a ranged combat attack, attack 8, damage 2, range 4, against any opposing figure, end quote. That's right, a free ranged attack on your turn. 
Then if the character occupying the square also has a ranged attack, they can do that too. All for the low, low cost of no points at all from your build total. Because this isn't a mobile, a character with super strength or telekinesis could still move it if you don't like where it's sitting. Imagine picking it up, moving a character's range, setting it down. Well, actually, I guess you couldn't set it on the same turn. But on your next turn, you could set it down and then make a shot with it. Pretty good idea. For a price, you could add extra powers to your characters if they met certain qualifications. These are the featured feats. Extended range had a cost of 10 points and the prerequisite of a character with a range greater than 0 but less than 9. It read, quote, choose a character. Before making a ranged combat attack, the character's range may be increased for the duration of the attack by a number of squares up to its unmodified damage value. For each square the range is increased, decrease the damage dealt by 1 after all modifiers and replacements when resolving the attack. End quote. Let's say that I had a character with a range of 6 and printed 3 damage, and they're next to a friendly character with enhancement. With extended range, I could increase the range to 9 and still do 1 damage. Another way of using this with range powers that don't cause damage, like Mind Control and Incapacitate. Drop the damage value to 0, increase the range by the same amount, and reach out to make an attack roll that wouldn't deal damage anyway. Time for a character creation where I'll take a character that's never been clicked or should be redone and give them a new dial and card. Nightmare is a demonic entity in Marvel Comics that tortures the minds of sleepers, seemingly for his own amusement. He first appeared in 1963's Strange Tales No. 110 and is most often opposed by Doctor Strange. He's another character that, given his importance and threat level, hasn't been seen much in Heroclix. Although he's been in three sets, he's only been clicked twice. The unique Nightmare from the Universe set is identical to the one from Infinity Challenge. He was last clicked in 2013's Amazing Spider-Man. The version from Infinity Challenge and Universe was intimidating because of an opening 14 attack, but without a range value or an ability to move and attack in the same turn, he wasn't the stuff of nightmares. The version from Amazing Spider-Man was far better representative of the character, but suffered from a high cost in weak defense. My Nightmare is designed to strike from the shadows, hurting and locking opposing characters down and hurting them while they're vulnerable. I wrote him up at 175 points, but 200 might be more appropriate for what he would do. Either way, he's 7 clicks long, has the Power Cosmic Team ability, the giant damage symbol, 8 range dual targets, and the keywords Cosmic, Mystical, and Ruler. Nightmare would have improved targeting for hindering and characters. There are two traits. The first is, I'm not really here. Quote, Stealth, shape change that succeeds on 4 through 6. End quote. The second is, Creeping Dread. Quote, Opposing characters must stop moving once they are three squares from Nightmare. End quote. In movement, Nightmare starts off with two clicks of phasing teleport and then holds opponents in place with plasticity the rest of his dial. He has two clicks of penetrating psychic blast before moving in to become personal with his victims. Clicks three through six are his special power, paralyzed with fear. Quote, incapacitate, poison. Nightmare's poison deals unavoidable damage to characters with one or more action tokens. End quote. His final click is steel energy.
Defensively, he's mainly counting on that traded shape change, but does have powers too. He has Mastermind on his first and last clicks, Energy Shield Deflection on click 2, and Combat Reflexes the rest of the dial. If you can counter the shape change somehow, Battle Fury for example, then he can be hit. Finally, he has Outwit on clicks 1, 2, and 7 with Probability Control the rest of the dial. He starts with 10, 9, 18, 3, but his strongest attack value is 12 on click 3. By click 7, he's down to eight, uh, 6, 9, 16, 1. Nightmare can tie up and hurt characters, but has a big glass jaw. That's it for this time. Thank you for listening. HeroClix 201 is presented by the Podcastcadia Network. Questions or comments? Want to chime in about an upcoming topic? I welcome your feedback. Search for HeroClix 201 on Facebook, where you'll also find a visual companion to the various things I discussed this episode. You can also support the show on Patreon. Special thanks to HC Realms for being an incredible source of information and images. The theme music is Getting It Done by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Next lesson, I'll be talking about Ultimates. Until then, be good, have fun, play clicks.